episode 133 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. We have been waiting and watching as Jennifer McDonald toiled to get her business open in downtown Wichita. The time has come. Jenny Don Sellers is open for business, selling wine, offering tastings in space at the Union Station Complex at Douglas and Mead. Jennifer joins us today to give us the update and talk about her journey to get her business open. We'll talk in a moment. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, the Douglas Design District and its implementation of a business improvement district. That designation offers the district and its businesses some advantages. But as reporter Shelby Reynolds found out, not everyone in the district is in favor. Her story begins on page 16. Also this week, a special report on addiction treatment, page 14. Check out the photos spread from last week's Best Places to Work Awards. Maybe you're in the photos. Maybe someone you know is in the photos, page 20. This week's lists, area banks ranked by market share and by consolidated assets, pages 9 and 10. Business leads, they're in every weekly edition. New real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's all in our leads section. This week it begins on page 28. Back to talk to Jennifer McDonald of Jenny Don Sellers in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Jenny Don Sellers is open for business. Congratulations. Thank Jennifer you McDonald very much. is with us on the podcast. It's been a long road, but the doors are finally open. What was that first day like? The first day was absolutely amazing. There are no words to describe how I felt that day. Um, people poured in. We had so much support. It's still our number one record sales day thus far. But it was such a, a, a nice accomplishment to finally achieve opening up our doors. We worked on our business plan, uh, our winery at Union Station, for two years. Right. And I want to go through that that journey with you here in a moment. But first, just in case listeners aren't completely familiar with Jenny Don Sellers, talk about what your business is. We are the first urban winery in downtown Wichita. We sell our wines by the tasting, so you can come in and try four of our wines. And um, we actually pair all of our wines with different foods. So we have small bites ranging from charcuterie to desserts. Then we also sell our wines by the glass and the bottle. We have a small event venue. Our indoor seating has the capacity of 40 and then outdoor seating for 40 as well. So we're, we're leasing our space to anyone who wants to have a small party or gathering. And then, you know, we host different events such as Wineication. We have a wine education series that's monthly. And then we have fun parties every once in a while. We have a lot of breweries in downtown Wichita and actually spread throughout Wichita. This is the first urban winery. It is, which makes us special and unique. 
I am a wine connoisseur through and through, and when I was working in human resources, I realized that there really wasn't a winery here within the city limits that you could go to after hours for you know, a happy hour with your friends, or even just go to on the weekend but not have to travel very far to get right. there. So we really are kind of meeting a need for wine customers. Let's kind of go back to the beginning. Some of your background, you're a Nebraska girl. Correct. And uh, you went, you made it to Wichita. So talk about this dream you had of, of opening up this, uh, this urban winery here in Wichita. Growing up in Nebraska, I loved going to orchards and vineyards. It was something that I did as a kid with my family, and it was always peaceful and relaxing, and I enjoyed um, that experience. And so moving to Wichita, I had the great opportunity to work in human resources and recruiting for about 12 years. I kind of hit a glass ceiling and was ready to do something a little bit different and thought, well, if I want to get into entrepreneurship and own a business, I would want it to be in the wine industry. My husband and I always had gardens. We liked um, you know, growing things, so we started growing fruit. I used that fruit to make wine at home as a, wine, a home winemaker. Um, and then decided, you know what, I'm going to go out to Napa and, <laughs> and learn how to make wine with commercial wine equipment. I got my master's in agribusiness, took online enology courses. And then a couple years later, I was ready to have a venue, a place where people could go to enjoy wine. For more on the background, I urge you to go back to episode 30. Seems like a long time ago, but we talked to you about this uh, process back in episode 30 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast, and uh, it's, it, that's why it's even that much more fun to be able to see you actually open up your own place. Talk about putting together your business plan. Uh, how did that come about, and, and how did you put that together, and did you have help? I had a lot of help putting together my business plan. Um, I first did a ton of research, just looking at other successful wineries and trying to figure out, you know, the volume of wine that I wanted to make, but then also the different varietals. Uh, when I was in grad school, I did firsthand research on consumer wine preferences and learned that Chardonnay was the number one selling white wine and Pinot Noir was the number one selling red wine. So I knew getting started, I wanted to serve Chardonnay and Pinot. Right. Uh, but then I also wanted to have some sweet wines in the mix for people who like sweet wine. So now, um, now that we're open at the winery, we have sweet wine available, which is exciting. Um, but the business plan, I was grateful for mentorship through the launch prep program. Uh, WSU Center of Entrepreneurship. I sat at EDE for a very long time. I had an office there for over two years. They were all extremely helpful in this process. The SBA provided a financial projection spreadsheet that I kept on updating for two years <laughs> <laughs> as my plan would shift and change. And so there are so many resources out there available for entrepreneurs. And then my fellow entrepreneur friends would you know give me advice and encouragement along the way so you feel good about the resources and the support you got from all those all those different places you mentioned absolutely i do have to say one pain point was probably the funding right you know i talked to hundreds of investors before i got my main one um and 
you know, even had to go to nine different banks before I had a bank that would, would lend me a sizable loan right. to open. So I think there are a lot of resources, but you have to just uncover rocks sometimes too right. to meet your goals. Was there ever a time when you say you've been to nine banks <laughs> and it took a while to find your main investor? There had to be a, been a time when you said, oh my gosh. What am I doing? Can I do this? Yes, absolutely. How did you push through that? Well, I always had faith in my vision. Um, I love that Union Station building. It's just a beautiful building, and I wanted to see it have life again. You know, and so I knew that my concept had merit. Right. It was just trying to find the right people who wanted to walk alongside me that had a passion and interest in wine and, and wanting to be a part of the, the venture. Describe where you are specifically in the Union Station complex. I know you had one spot, one location, and then you had to make a change during this whole process too. Yes. So I am now at the back end, so the southernmost point of Union Station. And so a lot of people, I think, um, when you think of Union Station, just think of the historic terminal building, which is the front part that faces Douglas. Union Station is actually over 90,000 square feet. And I'm in the back half, which is called the Express Building, where all of the freight and agriculture products got removed from the trains. All the people got removed at the terminal and all the ag and things got removed in the express building. And so that's where I'm located, which is really nice because uh, being at the southernmost point, we have a great patio space that um, if I was in any part of the building, I wouldn't be able to have. So as we are on Douglas and we're turning into, uh, there's a street that's right by the main terminal building. We keep going behind there. We keep going back to the back part of the main terminal building. Correct. That is correct. So I actually like turning off of Mead Street and following that along. um, There's a huge parking lot. You just follow that parking lot. And we're actually even closer to like Protection One. We're kind of catty corner from Protection One. And that's where we're at. Talk about how you put together your wines Obviously, there are no vineyards in that space, so talk about how you acquire your fruit, your grapes, for your products. Yeah. I am sourcing all of my fruit from other growers. We are still growing fruit, but our fruit is not mature enough yet to use for winemaking. In a couple years, it'll be ready to go, but it's just not ready right now. Um, So I have contracts with several growers here in Kansas, as well as growers out in California, to get my fruit as well as juice and grapes. Right. So it's, um, we're going to have six different wines by the end of the year. We have three wines that are currently in bottles. So we have a new vintage of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Cabernet Sauvignon. We have a sweet red blend that is a blend of Cabernet and Syrah that I just have to find time to bottle like it's ready to go. But I'm like, I don't have any time right now, but we'll get it bottled here in the next two weeks. And then I have two wines that just finished their fermentation. Okay. So now what I'm going to do is kind of taste them, blend them, sweeten them, and then they'll be ready by the end of December. How does it come at this point 
to your operation? Is it in juice form, fruit form, grapes, or you're pressing there at Union Station? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> so for each varietal, it's something a little bit different. Okay. So with our Kansas uh, product, what we did is we got um, frozen blackberries. Okay. So this is where the timing of us starting kind of wasn't so great for mm -hmm. getting fresh fruit because harvest was over. Right. <laughs> but I had... Um, a grower who was willing to freeze these blackberries for me. So we thawed them and um, we were able to actually press them on our patio space. Okay. And then we pumped all of the juice into one of our stainless steel tanks right. and started the fermentations. So from there, the whole process takes place at your spot at Union Station. Correct. Yep. And same with, we have some apple cider that we got from um, a grower in Topeka. And so we went up there with 275 gallon totes and he filled them up for us, brought them <laughs> back <laughs> and then started the fermentation process. Right. So how do we get a hold of you if we want to, for example, come in? Uh, what are your hours? What uh, do you, ha how do we, if we have a group, how do we get a hold of you? How do we set all that up? So right now we are open seven days a week. So Monday through Saturday, we open at 10 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. And then Sundays we're open from noon to six. We'll probably expand our hours even further in the spring and summer months once we have patio service. Right. Um, if you have a group larger than 10, I would say give us a call. Um, our phone number's listed on our website. But we can set up special seating for people and groups. Um, on Mondays and Tuesday nights, we're a little bit slower. So we allow people to even kind of rent our venue if they're wanting to. And same on Sundays. Right. Um, what is the website? I will put it on the blog that goes along with the podcast. But tell us what the, uh, what the website is, what the web address is. It's JennyDonSellers.com. And you also do sales online sales, right? So we were doing online sales um, up until we changed our licensing and became a Kansas okay. winery. We are going to start that back up in January. Okay, got it. Uh, what were some of the regulatory things that you had to go through over the last couple of years? I know those were hurdles that every business has to go through, but talk about your experience. Did you find Wichita, Sedgwick County, the state of Kansas, did you find them friendly to you as a young entrepreneur? Yeah, there were a lot of regulatory hurdles. Right. So my business is quite unique um, because there aren't any other wineries here in Wichita there's no winery classification through the city for zoning. Right. So like right now, uh, locally, I'm zoned as a nightclub <laughs> and a drinking establishment. Right. So that was a little bit tricky. But once I was able to sit down with the city and truly explain what I was doing, how I was going to be operating, um, everyone kind of got it. And it was smooth sailing, you know, from then on out. But the zoning process was um, a little bit tricky to go through. Um, and then with the state, I actually have a state drinking establishment license so that I could serve the wines that I made in Napa 
uh, at my facility. Right. It does open us up and allow us to serve any sort of liquor. So we could do, we have beer on site that we're selling, but we could do, you know, bourbon and whiskey and all of that. Right. Um, and the easiest entity to work with was the federal government. They Is were that easy right? Peasy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They were easy peasy. We had... Um, our basic permit to make wine is through the federal government, and then all of our labels first get um, registered through the federal government, and then you have to register them again at the state level. Right. So, I mean, there were so many hoops and so many layers. Like, I have five licenses. Right. Um, and you know, you have to register your brands within, like I said, federal and state. And so it's a lot. It's a lot to keep track of. Um, I have to pay gallonage tax on all of the wines that I make on site. Wow. And then, you know, once we sell the wines on site, we have to remit our sales tax and our liquor tax. And (laughs) so it's, it is a lot to keep track of. So what advice do you have for somebody who's listening and thinking, maybe I'd like to start a business? What advice do you have after just being fresh off your experience and finally getting your business open? I think the biggest thing is to learn your industry. I mean, I've been reading, you know, the Kansas Farm Winery Handbook for three years, and I read the statutes, and I understood the city ordinances, because you have to be knowledgeable yourself, because you could get steered in the wrong direction. Right. I've actually had that happen a couple times, and it's like, no, I read I read the law. <laughs> it's good to know say. those things, you bet. <laughs> says. And then I would recommend you have to have a good attorney, you have to have a good a- accountant, and you just have to be tenacious and persistent. I think that, um, you know, if I wasn't as strong-willed, I probably would have given up because it was really, really hard. Takes a little intestinal fortitude, doesn't it? Correct. It is open. Jenny Don Sellers is open. We're so pleased to be able to say that. Congratulations on all your hard work, and we wish you the best of luck. Hopefully it's a good holiday season and 2020 is a great year to get you started all the way through. Congratulations, Jenny. Thank you, Bill, for having me. You bet. We'll be back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 133. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.